Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 23rd of May, the 143rd day of 2022, with a synchronous 222 days ahead of us until 2023. Today in 1275, King Edward I of England ordered the cessation of persecution of French Jews. Today in 1430, during the Hundred Years' War, Joan of Arc was captured by the Burgundians while she was attempting to free the northern French town of Compiègne and was subsequently sold to the English. Today in 1576, Danish astronomer Tycho Bray was granted an estate on the island of Haven by King Frederick II, who also provided the funds for Tycho to build Uraniborg Observatory there. Today in 1701, famed privateer and sometimes pirate Captain William Kidd was hanged in London. Today in 1785, Benjamin Franklin announced his invention of bifocals. Today in 1934, American outlaws Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow were ambushed and killed by police in Sales, Louisiana. And today in 1969, the BBC ordered 13 episodes of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Heavenward this morning and the next few mornings before dawn in the southeast sky, the last quarter moon as an ever-waning crescent will keep company with Venus, Jupiter, Mars, and Saturn. And here below on this verdant landscape we call Down East Maine, those of us who wait a while to allow the garden a little free growing time so that occasionally reticent wildflowers can fight their way past the relentless weeds enough to signal clearly to us gardeners what's what, are now being rewarded by the unofficial census announcing its various populations of lupin, buttercups, black-eyed Susans, and such. We behold this year's show of daylilies and the return of various herbs, and we realize much work is at hand and needing to be accomplished in a limited number of days. For in less than a month, on the summer solstice, we will be reminded that the days have reached their greatest length, and thereafter will diminish incrementally until the winter solstice, when they will begin lengthening again. Something else that grows long at the moment is the COVID tally, driven seemingly ever onward by the various BA2 variants, the most communicable strains yet. An Associated Press article this past week in the local paper drew attention to the fact that the confirmed number of dead due to COVID in the United States is equivalent to a 9-11 attack every day for 336 days or roughly equal to the number of Americans who died in the Civil War and, the, and World War II combined, or as if Boston and Pittsburgh had been totally wiped out, or as Jennifer Nuzzo, who leads the new Pandemic Center at the Brown University School of Public Health in Providence, Rhode Island, says, it's still happening, and we are letting it happen. Here in the United States at the moment, we have 84 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, dividing that number by the total cases worldwide currently of about 525 million. We find that we in the U.S. continue to have roughly 16% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. 
Elsewhere in the world, in second through seventh places, are India with 44 million cases, Brazil with 31 million cases, France with 30 million cases, Germany with 26 million cases, the UK with 23 million cases, and Russia with 19 million cases cumulatively since the beginning of the pandemic about 28 months ago. On the fatal front worldwide, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at sites such as John Hopkins, now at 6.3 million, though the World Health Organization, according to the Associated Press, instead, quote, estimates that nearly 15 million people were killed either by coronavirus or by its impact on overwhelmed health systems in the past two years, close quote. COVID deaths in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Averaging the data from the two sources means the U.S. has sustained more than 4,000 deaths since last week. Not a huge number for some folks. Only an average of 571 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number unless someone close to you has succumbed to covid No matter what, however, the United States continues to be the world leader in COVID's horrific toll. Worldwide, more than 11.5 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1933 in London, England, Joan Collins was born to a theatrical booking agent father who arranged her first acting job at age nine in Henrik Ibsen's A Doll's House. At 19, she began performing parts in films ranging from the ambitious queen in The Land of Pharaohs to the lady-in-waiting who gets the guy in The Virgin Queen to the saucy showgirl in The Girl in the Red Velvet Swing, all three films released in 1955. By the 1960s and 70s, Joan was playing in lesser films such as Tales from the Crypt and Empire of the Ants, But in the 1980s, she was tapped for the role of Alexis on a major network soap opera, Dynasty, and quickly became television's foremost female villain, amply satisfying her audience's desire for steamy sagas of life among the rich and beautiful and nasty. Actor Stuart Granger once remarked of Joan Collins, quote, she's common, she can't act, yet she's the hottest female property around these days. If that doesn't tell you something about the state of the industry today, what does? Close quote. Today is also the birthday in 1707 of Swedish botanist and father of taxonomy, Carlos Linnaeus. In 1911, of English tennis player Betty Nuttall. In 1928, of American singer Rosemary Clooney. In 1934, of American engineering physicist and electronic music pioneer Robert Moog. In 1951, of Russian and former Soviet chess grandmaster and former world chess champion Anatoly Karpov. In 1952, of American boxer Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and in 1974, of American singer-songwriter Jewel Kilcher. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 10th week of spring.